Sacred Heart Hour on the first Friday of the month of March. We invite you to join us as we participate in the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Sacred Heart Hour on listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820. This is Father Stosh Daly. Joining me in the studio are Chuck and Joanne Wilson once again. Oh, and we're, we're happy to be here, Father. entering into the Sacred Heart Hour, we invite you, if you have any questions, comments, hopes, dreams, fears about the Sacred Heart, <laughs> call in to the radio station, 614-459-4820. Again, 614-459-4820. We've got Scott Williamson, our ever-faithful <laughs> uh, man uh, who's uh, manning the phones over there in the other room. Willing to take any questions you have about the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ or the enthronement of our Lord in the home. And of course, we were discussing just before we went live on air how those who participate in the First Friday devotions, those who know of the Lord's Sacred Heart, there's still that question that uh, exists among many of them is what is the enthronement? We have work to do, Father, to <laughs> continue to, to get it out. <laughs> but the Lord is doing great things, sending forth his Holy Spirit down upon us here in the central Ohio area. And uh, since we were with you last month for the first Friday, we've had a lot of incredible things take oh, place. Oh my, so know? excited. We are still reeling and still floating from the excitement and the graces and all the new possibilities we have for growing in holiness and top on the list, of course, is enthroning your home uh, or your college dorm or your apartment, whatever, to the most sacred heart of Jesus. And we're going to talk a little bit um, after we talk about the sales and you're witnessing enthronement there, Father, this hour. the men's women's conference <laughs> and um, what a gift it is and what a gift as we leave those conferences, the question is, what's the action plan? Mm. What Absolutely. are we going to do yep. next? Where do we go from here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I think we're going to talk to people about that today, Father, about yeah. if you have not enthroned your home or if you have, and it's time for renewal, but you never stop honoring the Sacred Heart. And it, what's beautiful is the Sacred Heart, the reality of our love for the Lord, the reality of our discipleship of the Lord, is not something that's supposed to be left at mm-hmm. home, which, as we're going to discuss, mm-hmm. is one of the most difficult places to actually live it. Mm. But it's supposed to be brought out into the world. It's supposed to be brought into the businesses, into our cars, where we're listening to the radio, perhaps right now. You know, mm-hmm. It's supposed to be where we're working, where we're meeting people in the restaurants, where we're meeting people on the side of the streets, and even in our schools. And, uh, you know, just... Uh, within this last month, on Ash Wednesday to be exact, we had another one of our large Catholic high schools enthrone the Lord's oh, Sacred Heart over awesome. their student family, over the whole school family, and that was St. Francis de Sales High School. To our knowledge, that brings it up to three high schools in our diocese oh, that have formally that enthroned the Sacred so Heart. That is so exciting, Father. Now, what are those high schools, Father? Uh, Bishop Waterson High School enthroned the Lord's Sacred Heart over their school community last school year. Fisher Catholic in Lancaster enthroned the Lord's Sacred Heart last fall. Uh, and then, of course, on Ash Wednesday, St. Francis de Sales 
joined to that uh, great crowd of schools that are making the Lord the center of their school communities. And, you know, with the news and some of the tragedies happening and, and fear, new fears in our schools, what better time for our schools to put their schools under the protection, care of the most sacred heart and the immaculate heart. Right. And it takes, uh, you know, if you're out there and you have students attending a school that has not been enthroned, you know, they don't just wait for the administration. They need help, uh, people to come forward and this uh, kind of get this momentum going. And uh, they would really welcome you as a parent to really or, you know, uh, to get together to advocate for well, I think for it's it. also a powerful reminder for each one of us to, before we leave the home, Every morning to just Mm. entrust ourselves to the mercy, the grace and the protection of our Lord Jesus Christ to make sure that as his disciples, we're not leaving him at home and we're not leaving him in the car. But we are actually asking the Lord to make a true dwelling within our hearts, within our souls, that no matter where we go that day, no matter what we may experience or encounter or who we may meet, the Lord is at the center of our thoughts. He's at the center of our words. He's at the center of all of who we are. And that's one of the most beautiful things about the men's conference and the women's conference. Mm. You enter into that hall there at the state fairgrounds. And it's not just like a few of your closest friends. It's a wow. It's thousands of people. It's (laughs) a wow. Thousands of people. And the joy is palpable. It's in the air. It's incredible. I had the privilege of being both at the women's conference and at the men's conference. And it's just, I mean, you can't even describe it in words, really. There's just a... There's this, the Spirit is there, and He's noticeable. And He's bringing all of these beautiful disciples together. There's a sense of community, sense of fraternity, a sense of mission. And there's this—I've um, heard it from people that have gone to the women's conference and to the men's conference. You can let your guard down because everyone is there because they love the Lord. And, you know, I noticed something this year that probably the Lord gives you new eyes to even see the little things. But the people who serve— the building, their smiles. That's true. And the yeah. securing people. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that, you know, it's contagious. Right. And even to those who are, you know, I don't know what their faith is, mm-hmm. but I know one thing they caught the joy. And yeah. that, isn't that what we want to do for the whole world, Father? Well, I have the utmost respect and just profound admiration for all of those who serve our country and the law enforcement community. Absolutely. That being said, if I see a trooper or a police officer or a sheriff, I usually go the other way because I don't want to get in trouble for anything. <laughs> now, I will say this. I show up at the women's conference and for the men's conference and the troopers are there with and helping with security. thanking them. And they are so, I mean, they were just, they're wonderful people, oh, these yeah. men and women who serve our country and who serve the local communities mm-hmm. in their protective forces and the law enforcement. And like I said, love them dearly, pray for them all the time, respect them, <laughs> but I don't hang out with them. Exactly. It's like, just smile from a distance. Don't come any closer. I have done nothing wrong. You know, I parked legally, I promise. You know? But they're there. And even they were just, it, you just couldn't help but thank them. For their service. And, yeah. you know, I mean, and they need to be thanked. And, and thank you for, out there. You know, and to pray for them and to see them there. And, and you're right. Even the people who are aiding yeah. with the parking, they're like, oh, you're here for the women's conference or you're here for the men's conference. Okay, Father. You know, it's like, God bless you. And they're like, God bless you too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I the mean, one it's thing, wonderful. The one thing that both conferences had in common this year, and the women led the way, and this is the first year for the men was adoration, adoring mm. our Lord. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And really, Father, that's what we talk about with the Sacred Heart. The Sacred Heart is adoring Jesus in our home so that we can be reconnected to the real presence of our Lord. Yeah. Any questions, give us a call, 
or sacredheartcolumbus.org. But maybe, Joanne, share a little bit about the Women's Conference and relationship to the Sacred Heart. Well, the Women's Conference, they're always just uh, so powerful. And I think what is so amazingly beautiful is women hear different things. And they Mm -hmm. hear uh, what they need to hear. And they also meet people that they need to meet, running into people. And uh, we met so many wonderful women working on the uh, Sacred Heart at the table there. And that was so encouraging that many women have already taken advantage of enthroning their home and they have seen the difference and they're sharing the difference. That was really edifying to the missionaries. And for the speakers, this Lisa Hendy, I think part of it, as you say, Chuck, what do you do moving forward? And she connected women to her uh, apostolate, which is catholicmom.com. So this is something that they can continue to do. But it's really one of the things that um, speakers that most touched my heart was Father Ignatius. And providentially, he already had a apostolate to healing of hearts. And that's what the Sacred Heart, you know, the Sacred Heart wants to heal hearts, wants to empower hearts to you can't bring out to the world something that you don't know or, or have. And so I thought that Father had a powerful sharing on healing of the heart, you know, connected with his little niece who miraculously came back after 28 minutes of not having a heartbeat during the drowning. But it really did connect back to the Sacred Heart. And Uju, the African wonderful woman now, pro-life advocate, representative to the United Nations, what I got from her is stepping out and getting out of your comfort zone. And she never imagined that the Lord would use her. She's a scientist in what he has called her to do. So some of us can never imagine us sharing maybe even with a stranger or hard, maybe that's really most difficult in our own home about the sacred heart, about the need for enthronement. And there's a, sometimes a little risk in that. And to see Uju and her great courage of following the Lord, I think, again, is another takeaway. So um, that was that was what, uh, and be brave. It's really is about being brave. And that's what Pope Francis, mm-hmm. your theme was about, was really being brave. And what we want people to understand is, Stepping out means bringing Jesus into your homes, and that's what this apostolate is. Father, yeah. any any thoughts? Well, you know, I think the thing that uh, really weighs on me right now as we're going through these reflections on the conferences is, you know, there's so much pressure against uh, not being outward in mm. your love for the Lord. Mm. There's so much pressure and basically like keeping any kind of faith, any kind of love, any kind of dependence, any kind of even reference to the Lord. Especially young people keeping on it quiet, college campuses. You know? And yeah. it's, it's causing us to turn inward in a very uh, enslaving kind of way. We're becoming slaves to ourselves. And, you know, the Holy Father, in a, those two words, be brave, you know, the Women's Conference had this um, headliner, ask Jesus what he wants from you. 
And mm. then just as like an encouragement, it was like a quote from the Holy Father, Pope Francis, be brave mm-hmm. in responding to whatever it is the Lord Jesus asks of you. And the Lord is asking to accompany us through this life. Mm. But he's not going to force himself on us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, he gives us that grace to be brave in opening our homes, opening our souls, opening our hearts to him. And the speakers at the conference, um, both the women's and the men's conference, were just incredible. And they gave so much of us, so many of us, a lot to consider. And you know what's uh, just incredibly powerful is St. Gabriel Radio broadcast the oh. speakers so that even those who can't attend the conferences can hear and to hear the talks um, in the following weeks. And the Holy Spirit will bring things out that we didn't hear the first time. This has been bring the out week for things. the Women's Conference recap. So it's a lot of a lot of goodness out there that we can meditate upon and to consider and to allow the Holy Spirit to really open our minds and our hearts to once again allowing the Lord to be at the center of who we are, especially you know through the reality of His Sacred Heart and uh, by making Him the King, Brother, and Friend of our homes. That's the, that's the enthronement you to know, make Father, Him the King, Brother, I and Friend. I had a thought about being brave. Uh, maybe the a little baby step is putting that bumper sticker AMA 20 on your car and which really identifies you as a Catholic, as someone who is, uh, you know, listening to Catholic mm-hmm. radio, proud to be doing it. And it encourages you to go the speed limit. <laughs> yeah. You know, it can go either scandalous. way for the policeman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. Uh-huh. Yes, it's true. So we pray for everyone and we go the speed limit. Yeah. <laughs> But I think as we look at the men's conference and our theme was cast your nets, become fishers of men. Um, And Jeff Cavins really led off about discipleship. And that's really what Jesus wants us to be is to follow him and having that image in your home, having you enthrone your home. And when we talk about enthroning your home, what we're talking about are two sessions. Oh, good, Chuck. Take Mis- the mystery out of it. Yeah, mi- missionaries are usually a <laughs> yeah. team of two. Like Joanne uh, and I would come to your home. We would bring everything you need. We ask you to give us an hour, and we will help you with some history, some background. We will pray together, particularly the rosary and the litany of the Sacred Heart. And we'll leave you with a DVD, Father Stas Daily. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) And that DVD will help you every night for about six to eight minutes. Just really what this is about for the next week. So the first Mm -hmm. week is an hour. And the second week after you've spent each night preparing for the enthronement is the enthronement itself. And uh, there's no confusion to this. You enthrone your home, your family. We witnessed it. So all we do, as Father says, is we bring Jesus, we bring manuals, we bring images, a statue, everything you need. And really, once you enthrone your home, then our Lord is asked us, and this is directly from our Lord. It's not like from right. Father Stosh Daly. No, no, no. <laughs> it's from Jesus himself that says, I want every house to be in, every house to have my image, mm-hmm. the Sacred Heart image, exposed and honored. And so now you continue to honor in one way that when I go by the image of our Lord, I stop and say, Jesus, I trust in you today. Or Jesus, I put my family in your hands today. And that's it. It's just a reminder. And it grows. And it grows. And then people have said, now, what does this cost? You're bringing me manuals. You're bringing me pictures. And the answer is really nothing. Mm -mm. We leave a donation envelope 
people are, you know, who can are very happy to continue to support the ministry. And um, but the envelope doesn't go to the missionary present. It goes right to the treasure. And so that's between you and the Lord. And I think as we go back to the men's mm-hmm. conference and talked about discipleship, one thing Jeff Caven said is the key to discipleship is imitate Christ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And he mentioned, Father, the hardest place, and I have experienced that yes. this week, the hardest place. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has those moments, right, Father? It yes, stop. Yeah, if we weren't yes. If we weren't sinners, we wouldn't need a Savior, right? That's <laughs> so true. And uh, so the hardest place is the home. And Father, that's what the Sacred Heart does, right? It brings Jesus to the home. Yeah, that's why we need Jesus. Don't in forget homes. the business in the school, Jack. I know, but we are now thinking about homes. <laughs> <laughs> we have to start someplace, and uh, you know, I I love the fact that he highlights Jeff Cavins highlights that at the men's mm-hmm. conference because um, it it is so true. It's one thing to have that face to the world. It's one thing to know what to say when we're in the conversation mm. with our boss or with an employee. It's one, it's one thing to know what we have to say to make that sale. It's quite another to have to know how to listen to the Lord in the home. You know, in the home is where we go. We shut the door. We've mm-hmm. gone, gotten home from a long day of work or a difficult meeting or a long track of errands that we're running. We shut that door and it's like, okay, this is our place. This is my place. I can be myself. I can let my guard down. But that's that's just it. We let our guard down. Mm. And so do we let our guard down mm-hmm. in the presence of temptation? Or do we let our guard down in the presence of the Lord who wants to know us, you know, and, and reveal us to ourselves? You know, how do we let that guard down? And who is there when we let our guard down? And we all know what it's like. We're disciplined. We're watching our words. Uh, we're kind. We're charitable to everybody. We come home and then we blow up at our loved ones. Mm. And it's like, this is not who I am. Why did I blow up at my wife? You Why know, did I blow Father, up my husband? Father Wilson, our son, has the word, it's kind of coined the word for our family, unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sums it up, doesn't it? Well, it's just, you can be Jeff, unfiltered Jeff and it's not always pretty. Well, Jeff Cavins used the word either clean or unclean. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, very much And so. I think that is that is typical of us. I'm yeah. either going to be clean, I'm going to be imitating Christ, right. or I'm unclean. But whatever that filter is, we know, why is it, Father, so difficult in the home? What have you experienced? Tell us, Father. <laughs> no pressure, apparently. <laughs> I've got Chuck and Jordan looking at me as well as some huge Padre Pio over in the corner waiting for me to (laughs) admit who I am. I mean, well, the home is where we really are. That's who we are and where we are. And uh, like I said, it's not the public face. It's the Mm -hmm. real face. It's not the public uh, words. It's the real words. You know, it's not the public heart. It's the real heart in the home. But also the home is the battleground. Mm -hmm. The home is where the evil one wants to destroy us. Mm You know, the evil one doesn't care about, mm-hmm. you know, ruining that job pitch or that sales pitch. The evil one wants to destroy our hearts. So he goes mm-hmm. after our hearts in our home. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly where the Lord Jesus Christ wants to reign. He wants to be the king, brother, and friend in the home, in the home where the heart is. And he wants to have our hearts as his own. But we also know the Lord is not going to just take them. We have to invite him in. He wants to be the king, brother, and friend. You know, in the process of the enthronement on the last day, there's that beautiful line, which I think is just so powerful, where we uh, tell the Lord, let our home be another Bethany oh, for you. Oh, I love that Where phrase. you can come and rest, where you can come and reign. 
you know, where you're not going to be put to the test, where you're not going to be judged, scourged, and crucified. This home for you is another Bethlehem. It's a place where you are found. It's another Bethany. It's a place where you can rest. It's another Nazareth, a place where you can dwell, where you can live. We want our homes to be a place where the Lord is at the center. You know, uh, Father, I have a friend who had enthroned their home and had a sign made on wood, large, when you come into her home, and it just says Bethany. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just a reminder to that household, but also to others that this is the goal. This is what we are, you know, hoping for, trusting in, that our home will be another Bethany. And um, I think it's just a beautiful witness. Absolutely. And one of the issues, mm-hmm. and maybe families struggle with this, to say, okay, I'm open for Jesus now to come in, is fear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Change. You know, yep. they, they don't know whether they can really handle now Jesus. And tell it, there's really no handling Jesus. He wants to be part right. of your family. Yeah. Right. As is. Yes. As is all of the barnacles. Yeah. All of and what, I think, you know, what's it's beautiful, it's powerful, but it's also liberating is to acknowledge, you know, uh, a lot of times people will say, well, I want to have, I want to have that covenant with Jesus in my home mm-hmm. that I hear about on the radio station or that I read about on your website or that I encounter in the in the witness that the men and the women of the Sacred Hearts give at their booths, at the conferences. I want to have that. But then there's the big but. Mm-hmm. Well, but, you know, this. Not yet. You know, and I'm it's just like my yet. spouse is not really on board uh, with it. Uh, or, you know, Father, as a family, we don't know. What if we don't know all the prayers? Mm-hmm. And it's like, see, right now, that's just, that's the embarrassment factor that the mm-hmm. evil one is using against mm-hmm. you. Um a beautiful soul came up to the table at one of the conferences and was like, you know, I really, really want to have the enthronement done in my home, but my spouse just isn't there yet. We hear that a lot. Oh, Father. a lot, a ton of times. And it's mm. like, you know what? The first step is to get a beautiful image that resonates within your heart and the heart of your spouse of this, the Lord's sacred heart. Put that image in your home. Start to create a culture of love towards the Lord. Make the Lord the center of the family. Allow him to really start to pour forth his grace upon those who are dwelling in the home. And then let the Lord be Lord. You know, the Lord Jesus is not a, he's not a little one who needs to be led. The Lord Jesus is Lord. He will go where he wants to go in that home. You just have to let him in there. And he will soften the hearts of those who are dwelling there. And then the covenant that allows him to be, that we make him as king, brother, and friend, that'll take place. But mm-hmm. within the home, so much fear, and especially about the prayers. That's a great suggestion, you know, people Father. Are thinking, well, Father, we don't, uh, our kids might not know the Hail Mary. Do not worry about it. We have it printed in the book. Oh, we definitely don't know the creed. Well, guess what? That's also printed in the book. And it's very easy to follow and unfold. And, you know, the other thing is I was just with a family, and we closed their enthronement on Wednesday. And I highlighted, I asked the parents, I said, so, you know, how's it been going? And the mother, uh, the wife, she said, you know, Father, it's been so beautiful because this whole week, every hour, we've gathered as a family, we've said our prayers, and no one's been distracted by cell phones. We leave the cell phones in a different hmm, room. That's you know, a great We leave the tablet, the iPod, also, the iPod Father. mini, the, uh, all that stuff. We leave it in a different room and we just pray. And she said, hey, we're just able to pray with one another. <clears throat> the reality of the why, why was that so insignificant? Because she, her husband, and the children, they were all able to be human. They weren't slaves to technology. Hmm. They weren't robots. Hmm. You know, They weren't um, in the same room together as a family, but slaves or distant from one another. They were praying with one another for one another before the Lord. And it was, they re-engaged their humanity. And Father, we also hear 
you know, we do hear that when when spouse, whatever, uh, might not be on board, but then we hear about the children mm. and even sometimes the adult children who are there only to please the parents and the body language is very negative. No problem. Persevere. We no problem. Absolutely. And we are not there to make a judgment on the family or on the children. We're there for one reason. Bring Jesus. And in bringing Jesus, if this has moved your heart, and that's what we hope that this program's about, that you're going to fall in love with Jesus even in a greater way. And that's why he wants his heart in your homes, because he loves you. That's why his heart's outside. This is good news. It's good news. And the flame is there because he's burning his love, but he wants that love to return. He wants a home that has love. 614-459-4820. You can call Scott right now, 614-459-4820. Ask him a question, or if you're ready to sign up, you can sign up today, or you can go on our website, sacredheartcolumbus.org, sacredheartcolumbus.org. And after the radio program to check, they can still call St. Gabriel Radio, and then we will, you know, they will, we will get the information. Oh, sure. And again, of, mm-hmm. of the promises, and I know, Father, number two, and there are 12 promises, maybe help the people understand what are the 12 promises. Why did he give us 12 promises? Sure. So the 12 promises are basically a summary of all of the conversations he had with St. Margaret mm-hmm. Mary during those few years when he was appearing to her in the monastery of the Visitation mm-hmm. in Père Limonial, France. So our Lord Jesus is visiting St. Margaret Mary, and he's having these discourses with her, these conversations with her. And they, you take the conversations, and they're basically distilled or summarized into 12 distinct and very clear promises that he makes um, with humanity. You know, And they range from the Lord Jesus saying, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life, to I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. Mm. And as we highlighted earlier, hmm. it's both exposed and honored. It's not just hanging a picture and then walking That's away. That's important. It's Father. also honoring the presence of the Lord in the home. Um, you know, and then of course, today what gave birth to this radio show is the reality of the first Friday, you know, the 12th of those promises, the, the all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. What I love most about that last promise is, for the Lord Jesus Christ, our life is not limited to our time on earth. When the Lord Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ looks at our life, he looks at our life from the moment of our conception forever. Mm. Forever. He wants us to be with him in heaven forever. And so he's like, you know, if you live that novena of First Fridays, those nine First Fridays with me, if you make that commitment, and we all know how difficult it is to make mm-hmm. that commitment of the first nine oh, First Fridays. Is. You got five down all of something a sudden. Something comes something up. Something comes up. Oh, you know? yeah. And that's where the choice comes in. And sometimes it's not even in our ability to choose. Mm-hmm. We're just not able to go. But to receive our Lord Jesus in Holy Communion, to receive the Lord in the Eucharist on nine First Fridays, to make that commitment to run that novena of nine First Fridays with the Lord, for what? To show the Lord, you know, we're willing to run this period of time with you because you're willing to run this life and eternity with us. And it really doesn't end. You know, having made the nine, you realize the graces. You realize especially the grace of reconciliation once a month. 
And that initially I thought, oh, three months was just fine and mm-hmm. yeah, maybe longer. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but exactly. now it, I, once a month doesn't really seem like, uh, more as frequent enough. And so you can go more yeah. often, but, uh, but for sure, once a month. We have a very gifted and very talented priest here in the Diocese of Columbus who is telling us faithful. He's like, you know, think of going to confession like having the oil in your car change. Ah. So once every three months. And I was like, why on earth would you say that? He goes, well, because then you get him to like once every three months, and then you have to go to the next analogy. How often do you clean your car? You know, it's like as soon as you see the dust build up on you know the dashboard, you're thinking, oh, that's not like a reflection. A dirty car. <laughs> Never like, have. That's not a reflection. That's actually dust. I can write in that. I need to clean that up. Okay, so you need to do that like once a week, right? Just to keep it clean and tidy. So then you start going to confession regularly. You build mm. that regular attentiveness up to the moving movement of the Holy Spirit. And you know, today is the first Friday, and so many people today are working. So many people mm-hmm. are no longer able to go to the morning masses uh, at the parish. Is this a commercial oh, coming up? We're having a segue. <laughs> This is a segue right here. Brace yourself. You know, we have now evening masses for First Friday. And to my knowledge, to our knowledge, we have three of them on First Fridays here in the metro area, one of which is at St. Matthew, the Apostle, in Gehanna. They have mass at 7 p.m. on the first Friday of the month. Then Holy Cross downtown has a first Friday evening mass. Unfortunately, I don't know the time of that mass. I think it's about well, 7. It's not on purpose, is uh, it, <laughs> And then, of course, there's the other holy, uh, yeah, holy family, yeah. which I know has mass at 7 p.m. Because I know the priest who says that mass. He's very kind, not intimidating, <laughs> smiles a lot, doesn't Beautiful always know what he's talking about. <laughs> so we've got three churches here in the metro area that Isn't have that evening wonderful? masses for the first Friday. And it's beautiful. It's powerful. And so there's really, you know, if you're tempted to think, I can't make the first Friday mm-hmm. mass because I work during the day. Well, we now have evening masses for the workers. And of course, we also have like, you know, Holy Name is at 530 has mass every 530, day, every day and, and an hour before confessions. confessions. We happened to be there last night. We're so blessed to have yes. the, these masses, you know, and to have these opportunities, especially on First Friday uh, to just and when you receive our Lord and Holy Communion at those First Friday masses. Offer up that Holy Communion in reparation for the the sins that are committed by people against the Lord. And people are thinking, what does that mean? Well, how often in today's world do we Mm. hear people take the Lord's name in vain? Offer up your Holy Communion for that offense. And that's it. It's really going to Mass. Love the Lord by receiving Him in Holy mm -hmm. Communion. And you want to be in a good grace. So if you're not, you get to confession. Sounds good. Well, we got our little segue in there. We got oh, our advertisement. Yes. You know? People are going to be storming the doors, Father. As we bring to a close this segment of the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, I invite you to join us as we renew our love for the Lord's Sacred Heart in this prayer given to us. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings on all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. Did you know that your body has a theology? St. John Paul II says that man cannot live without love. He also says that, since God is love and we're made in His image, our fundamental and innate vocation is to love. We witness this love in the outpouring of help for those in the recent flood and earthquake disasters. This is but one example of God's invisible love made visible 
by our actions. Answering our vocation to love is difficult because we live with the effects of the fall. We lost the original gift, the spontaneous and total freedom to give the gift of ourselves. But Christ has redeemed us. So while sin can still disrupt our daily decisions, our fundamental yes to Christ, enlightened by the theology of our bodies, makes us free at last. I'm Clarissa Chichioko for Creative Catholic Works. For more on the theology of the body, you can find us at creativecatholicworks.org. Egan Ryan Funeral Home, family owned and operated, serving Central Ohio for over 150 years. EganRyan.com. I'm Lori Crock, and this is a Holy and Healthy Minute. In physical training, two key tenets for success are consistency and moderation. Consistency is showing up regularly. This is necessary to learn, to progress, and to see results. Consistency is also an essential element in developing a strong and fruitful prayer life. St. Teresa of Avila said, How often have I failed in my duty to God because I was not leaning on the strong pillar of prayer? The second tenet is moderation. Practicing moderation in our temporal activities, such as exercising, eating, drinking, shopping, and socializing, helps free us from potential attachments and opens our hearts to doing God's work. Let us ask the Holy Spirit to guide us to consistency and moderation in every area of our lives while leaning on the strong pillar of prayer. The historic Buxton Inn is the oldest continuously operated inn and tavern in Ohio. Located east of Columbus and Granville, the restored Buxton Inn is the perfect place for your next business retreat. The Buxton Inn, beautiful hewn beams, from scratch dining, unique hotel rooms, and stone fireplaces. The Buxton Inn is Catholic family owned and operated. Call the Buxton Inn today for your next business meeting or just stop by for a truly special dining experience. BuxtonInn.com The DeCenzo Company, a full-service home builder and home improvement contractor serving since 1983. DeCenzoCompany.com, spelled D-E-C-E-N-Z-O. Good morning once again and welcome to the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of March here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. It is a pleasure to have you join us on this uh, Sacred Heart Hour. This is Father Stosh Daly, joined in the studios here live with Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning. Good morning. As we enter into this next segment of the Sacred Heart Hour, we turn ourselves to the Lord and offer ourselves to Him as a gift. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, help us to prepare for the day of your coming. We want to use the graces you give us. Help us always to do what God wants us to do. You alone can safely lead us to heaven. We put our whole lives into your hands, for you are our best and truest of friends, and we trust in you. Reward our devotion to your most sacred heart by granting us the grace to depart this life in the friendship of God and to save our soul. We will try to receive Holy Communion often, especially on this, the first Friday of every month. Sacred Heart of Jesus, we love and adore you. Amen. 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 Chuck, we have some exciting news and developments to go over in this next segment. The Holy Spirit is indeed alive and moving in this area of the country. And one of those uh, things that the Lord has brought through the Holy Spirit is the renewal, the rekindling of fire and passion for the Lord's Sacred Heart. You know, I know at the men's conference, there was kind of like an altar call. 
given about yes. how many have enthroned the Lord's sacred heart. Now, we've been doing this, what, for six, seven, seven years? years? Feels like forever, right? <laughs> With the Lord, one day in his court is better than a thousand elsewhere. Exactly. Um, but, you know, there was a beautiful call. And, you know, six years ago, might have been a handful of hands went up. Mm-hmm. But it was so impressive to hear the guys talking about how when Matt Palmer made that kind of altar call, how yeah. many of you have done the enthronement? All these hands went up, you know, and then he encouraged all of those who haven't yet done the enthronement, bringing our Lord into the center of their lives and the center of their homes to then go to the booth. And it's just when I was hearing Chuck talk about that earlier, it was very moving because I thought, you know, see, this is the Lord working. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, you know, as a, it's a joke, but it is true. Say that. You know, the three of us, we are definitely in sales, not management here. <laughs> so management is always changing the notes we're supposed to be putting out here. It's like, those aren't the notes we've I got. I like that, Father. So, I like that. Oh, it's my saying. biggest excuse. And, and I think, excuse. Father, you know, the theme again was fishers of men, cast your nets, become fishers mm-hmm. of men. You need a, you need Jesus, first of all. Absolutely. You yeah. got to follow Jesus. And where do you want to prepare for Jesus? Yeah. In the home. Yep. This is where we have to be. Well, first of all, uh, call in if you have any questions at all. Um, 614-459-4820. Scott Williamson uh, is on the phones this morning. And whether you have a question or you're ready to sign up with the enthronement. And also, sacredheartcolumbus.org. But I do want to make a couple plugs First of all, St. Gabriel Radio will be broadcasting, as they did this week, the women's speakers. Next week, the men's speakers on St. Gabriel at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So you get an opportunity to hear Jeff Cavins, Chris Safonic, Scott Hahn, and it just is a great time. Or if you can't do that, go on to stgabrielradio.com, stgabrielradio.com. Right now, you can hear the women's or the men's speakers on and click on special feature page. And you click that on and you can go right to the talks and listen to them at any time. And, and also, just to remind the women that during the men's conference, they can be listening on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And it's I really recommend that. I That's something that, uh, that many women do. I certainly do. Every year. So when your husband comes home, same for the men during the women's conference, you can really share with them that experience. And um, thankfully, the women are not there for the men's conference. <laughs> they Likewise, can, yeah. and the men are not there exactly. for the women. Exactly. <laughs> they, yeah. they can have that time to be men and grow in their love for God. And a couple of things about the mm-hmm. conference, Father, and then we're going to get back into the Sacred Heart, but it leads us to the Sacred Heart. 115 signups. I know it's incredible. To have their yeah, homes and wow. from both conferences. Yep, absolutely. And it's not enough. So if you're hesitating, <laughs> don't think that that number is too much for us. <laughs> right. We'll probably add you to the list. We, you know? we, we got to handle. If we have 40 teams, yep. that's only less than three a team. Right. I mean, we're good for a lot more than three oh, yeah. a team. No excuses. Sign no, up. Call no in excuses. now. Come on, get on the list. <laughs> and there was a song, uh, Here Is My Heart, at the men's conference. And I think what that reminded us is Jesus's heart, his exposed heart, wanting to be in every home. And what Chris Safonic really helped us with is seven habits to evangelize. And of those, a couple of them, number one, witness the faith with your life. And in order to do that, we have to start in the home to witness our faith. And what greater way to witness that 
than to enthrone our home to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And as everything we do in the home, pray as you do it. So everything we do in the home is just pray as you do it. And I took those two home with me. And I think for all of us, we need to continue to go back. And that's why that image is so important. Right, Father, in the home, it points us to Jesus. points us to his heart of love. And we have to become more loved. I remember when I was uh, present in a school, a Catholic school here with mm. our regularity, and is it getting those holy images up? And some of the teachers are like, "Why are you, why are you so focused on getting this artwork up?" And it's like because if you see something holy, you will think something holy. Holy reminders, you know, and like Mother Angelica, holy reminders. Mm. But if you see something holy, you will think something holy, and it'll evoke a response. And you go into the Christian home today. And a lot of times, not only is there not something holy hanging there, mm. there's not something beautiful, you mm. know? So it's not just uh, bringing something that's holy, but it's also bringing something that's beautiful, an image of our Lord Jesus into the home. So that even from the youngest age of the youngest person living in that household, there's also a familiarity with our Lord. And Father, you make a very good point. The images that we bring that are framed, that we do leave with you, but you are not confined to those images. No. And yeah. there are so many right, beautiful depictions right. of oh, the yeah. Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart. And on the Internet, and I think it was called Catholic Art, there's a site where they have um, many different ones. So, you know, find the image that speaks to you. Find the one that family. speaks to you. Absolutely. Art can be very personal. Mm-hmm. And for the men out there listening, we are talking about the talks. We are talking about what is that you're going to take home from the conference, and we want the, the the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. We want you to continue to be the father that you need to be in your homes and so forth. But there's also a program that's been offered during Lent. It's called Rise, R-I-S-E, Columbus.com. You can go on to that. It's a men's program. Chris Safonic, who I just talked about with his seven habits, uh, is offering that to the men. And it's a great way for us to rise above where we are today. Uh, so that we can be more imitating Christ in everything that we do. Chuck, is it similar to that man as you, or is this something on the computer that this they This is something access? on the computer. Okay. Yeah, they just go to risecolumbus.com, sign up, and you'll be, be able to get the, it's, for thir- it's a 30-day program, and you'll be able to get the program for 30 consecutive days. And with the Rise Up, I know, Father, we, we always talk about the Pope's prayer intention for the month, and the month of March, and um, why don't you lead us in that? So one of the beautiful things about the uh, enthronement of the Sacred Heart, uh, another beautiful thing about the men's conference and the women's conference is you participate in these efforts, and it brings you into a greater sense of sodality with the universal church. Mm. And one of the elements of unity within that sodality is our, you know, our filial love for our Holy Father and for our bishop, and our Holy Father every month entrusts to the faithful throughout the world an intention for which to pray. And this month, our Holy Father's prayer intention for this month of March is for the formation and spiritual discernment. And the Holy Father asks us that we pray that the Church may appreciate the urgency of formation and spiritual discernment, both on the personal and on the communitarian levels. That fits right into the enthronement. Help us connect that, Father. Well, with regard to the Lord's sacred heart and the enthronement, we're asking the Lord to make himself present in our home, and we're asking the Lord to open up the richness of his will and that union with God the Father's will to us so that we may know how best to serve him. 
so we know we may know best how to discern his will for our lives and we may know best how to discern his promptings for us that day not only as individuals but also to discern the lord's will as a family hmm. and to discern the lord's will as a parish family and a, as a diocesan family and as a church you know so the holy father he's acknowledging that in today's world with so much going on there is uh, a severe lack of formation in the spiritual life and so the holy father's asking all of us to pray for this increase uh, in appreciation, but also the urgency of formation, in his words, the urgency you know, of formation. even simple things. I love what you said about even as a family. And I think back to a time when, you know, we had to decide as a family where to go, what to do, how to spend a vacation. And we have spring break coming up. And, you know, and it, it's expensive. But you want to go to the place where the Lord will be able to refresh your family. And that's not in every place or every no, activity. Sure. So, you yeah. know, just making those kind of um, family decisions that yeah. are that seem little, but they're not. I told Let one the family, Lord they're help. like, we're not sure where to go and what to do. I said, why don't you pray a novena of the Holy Spirit so that the Lord will reveal to you the well that he wants to meet you at. Oh, I like you know? that. Just ask him to reveal that place where he wants to meet you. And they're like, well, we don't want to go hang out at a monastery. It's like, I'm not asking you to go hang out at a monastery. And I can assure you, the monastery doesn't want you to hang out there. You know, (laughs) they want you to visit and pray, but keep on moving here. You know, there are people in prayer, but ask, you know, it's that discernment as a family. And I know even when, you know, at, in my parish at the rectory there, when there's a community there of the seminarians for the summer, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, what are you supposed to do tonight? Well, let's just ask the Lord to reveal it to us. Mm. And there's always someone that like rolls their eyes and is like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, Why can't can we just the, make a decision here? You can put the images <laughs> in the frames for the sacred heart. <laughs> so it's like asking the Lord to guide that spiritual discernment yeah. of the individual. Bring him in. And of the family, of the household. You know, whether you're an individual living on your own, whether you have little ones, you know, whether you're empty nesters. It doesn't mm. matter to ask the Holy Spirit to just guide you through that formation and discernment process. And one way... To really discern, and when he uses that word formation, that the church may appreciate the urgency of formation. Mm -hmm. Where during Lent, what greater way to be formed than to turn on AM 820? All right. Yep. And, you know, when you turn that on and leave your dial on AM 820, which you have now, but just leave it on that dial, Mm -hmm. this is going to help you continue to understand that the mind of the church, the teaching of the church. And that is so important today. And I was thinking as we talk about future, what what is it you when you go on a vacation, you can go right now and Google where you're going and where is the church located. Oh, great. For sure. you're, during, you're during Lent. Absolutely. You are during Lent. Yeah. Well, and you know, another thing is um, if you have the ability and if you have the time, Choose a Sunday of the remaining Sundays in Lent and make a little pilgrimage to the Shrine of Our Lady in Cary. Mm. They've got beautiful, beautiful grottos to the Stations of the Cross. And if the weather's not cooperating, you can drive it, you know? Um, but just make a little pilgrimage to the cathedral, maybe. Or to St. Patrick's Church downtown, where they have the Shrine of Blessed Margaret of Costello. You know, our children still remember those little trips that we made with them. Just a them. little pilgrimage. It doesn't take a lot. You don't and have to it's go so far. great when you have them sort of captured in the car and, you know, you can... <laughs> <laughs> Buckled in. Right, to buckle go. in. Windows up. <laughs> but you can really have some quality family yeah. time that's difficult today. Yeah, it's so true. And, and I think during Lent, we always say, you know, it's a time of purification. We have to 
you know, we talked at the men's conference. What are those nets that are bogging you down? Mm-hmm. What are keeping those nets that are not really being refreshed? You're not going to the well. You're going down. And I think one of those are these phones. And during Lent, if you do take a trip, put the phones away. Talk as a family. Even Use the parents put the, the phone parents. away. Yeah. So as we're talking on the... Well, formation is so incredibly important. And really here in our area of the state, in our, here, in our area of the country... We are so incredibly blessed to have mm-hmm. so many movements, initiatives, programs, efforts, I mean, and opportunities. I mean, you just highlighted another one, this Rise Columbus. But we have, I mean, mm-hmm. there's at least 30 different apostolates that are present in so many different parishes to basically allow us to grow in our formation. You know, we had the privilege of having this Father Bernard come to the men's conference and meeting him from Uganda, mm. serving 60,000 African parishioners, one priest. Yeah. But I mean, as far as having all the sacramental life so available in Columbus, how we take it for granted. We do. Be- yep. And these people walk miles for a mass, and they're just, you know, to receive the sacrament of reconciliation. One priest, 60,000? Mm-hmm. And they're outdoor masses, Father. Yes. I know. It's not like the yeah. comfort that we have. Joanna, oh. get the point. I'm not allowed to complain. In <laughs> I get it. Thanks. Call in. <laughs> call in. 614-459-4820. Scott's waiting for your call. Sign up now for the enthronement. A great time during Lent. And just trust and don't have any fear. Just do it. Exactly. Open the door. Be brave, in the words of our Holy Father, be brave. You know, I think um, it's—we hear this all the time, and I just want to highlight this. You know, we get comments and feedback and just in conversation from so many of you, and you guys all share with Chuck or Joanne or I about how much you enjoy this radio show. And we want to let you know that it is completely sincere. We are this comical, whether we're on air or off air. And the thing of the matter is, you know, speaking for all three of us, you know, we genuinely have a love for you. The three people mm-hmm. here at this desk, Dave on the sidelines, we our secular Franciscan do. who's manning the computer here. There is a love for you yeah. because we want you to know how much the Lord loves you. And we talk about bringing the Lord's sacred heart into your home because we want you to experience and taste what yeah. we've experienced and tasted. Absolutely, And Father. the joy, the content, the catechesis, you know, the fervor, the excitement, the dedication. These, these are all things that we want you to have. And it's a process. It's For just sure. to take that first step. We're still taking more little baby steps. And we, the, all of us here at this table at St. Gabriel Radio, we've all been um, shaped and formed by the Lord in a different mm-hmm. way. And But we all have a lot of things in common, and it's the love for Jesus. It's that dependency upon Jesus. But I think we also all ad- admire the fact that the Lord took us from where we <sighs> were and has brought us here. And you know, I, one of the things I've been doing lately is I've been listening on YouTube to the talks, the homilies, by Father Michael Scanlon last night. Oh. I was listening to the one called Lose It. You oh, know? I didn't know just, you could do that. Oh, hon, you can do it. <laughs> oh, for sure. You know, I see just right there, that was real. That was very real. <laughs> <laughs> Not scribed at all. Um, but, you know, just to listen to someone like Father Michael, Father Mike, speak that. And, uh, you know, it really does come down to we have to let go of those nets. We have to lose all this stuff in our life that boxes us down and live real life, which is living the Lord's life, and to live with Him forever. And, um, he made it such a powerful point. He was like, you know, we look at people like John Paul II, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, Damien of Molokai, the martyrs of North America. He's like, these people were great people. You know, and he's like, and we are good people. How do we get from being a good person to mm. a great person? He's like, you have to lose it. You he have to lose that did. life. Yes. He, I mean, now he's among that rank. Uh-huh. He's like, you have to lose 
the the stuff that you're clinging to yeah. just so that the, you have everything that the Lord has and you have his life and you have his grace and you have his holiness. And it is so possible for every single person listening, every single person, you know, that life is possible, but we we really do have to lose those nets which can hold us down so that we can receive the net that Jesus wants us to carry and throw out to catch people, you know? Well, that was the beginning apostles. I mean, they had exactly. to leave their nets yep. behind. You know, the Lord Jesus said, I'm going to make you, I'm going to take you from being fishermen to make you fishers of men. And he equipped them. You know, I mean, like last weekend we heard about the transfiguration on Mount Tabor. I mean, Peter, James, and John, they witnessed Elijah and Moses, you know, just hanging out with the Lord, consoling the Lord. But then they also heard the voice of the Father speak through the cloud. Listen to him. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. That filled those apostles with so much incredible hope that nothing was going to get in the way of them and the Lord Jesus. Nothing. You know, they had their ups, they had their downs, they had their moments of glorification, their moments of trial. You know, Peter denied the Lord after that, but then he repented. The hope, and we're asking you right now, we're inviting you, we're begging you, we are challenging you. If you're listening to this program, we're asking you, open yourself up to the hope that the Lord wants to give to you to be firmly cemented in his love for you, you know, so that nothing in this life can shake you. You know, Father, I made this correlation. I'm not sure it's good, so you can help me in the theology of this. We need a lot of help. Yeah, we need a lot of help. But the Lord said to St. Margaret Mary in 1675, expose my heart in your home, and you'll receive these blessings. He said it. In honor. On the yeah. Passover, they said, put the blood on the lintel, right. or else it's going to be death. Exactly, yeah. Now, do we follow Jesus or not? And right. I know I'm a convert. I mean, it makes sense. Jesus tells us to do it. Absolutely. That's why we're doing this program. Yeah. That's why we believe in this. It's, it's so true. You know, in the Old Covenant, the Lord wanted to be noticed at the doorway. Let your consecration, let your dedication, let your service to the Most High God be noticed on the lentil, on the doorpost. You're right, like the blood of the Lamb, so that the angel of death would pass over the home. Okay, now... At the door, it's no longer good enough. In this new covenant, the Lord is like, do not leave me at the door. Make me at the center of your home, you know? And in this culture of death and in this reality of darkness and all of this stickiness and yuckiness and all of these temptations and the bickering back and forth and the polarization, the Lord needs to be at the center of our home. And he wants to be at the center of our home. And he wants to be at the center of our lives, he wants to be at the center of our souls. You're absolutely right, Chuck. Good theology. Very, very good theology. <laughs> I approve this message. Not that that matters at all. So, you know, but it does. You're, off, you know, you're absolutely I, right. I had a lavender purple flag made. It's very simple this year. Very to sales. And, I know. But it was for Lent. And I've had three people ask me, why do I have that flag flying in, outside mm-hmm. of my home? And it's been an opportunity Absolutely. It's been an opportunity to say, well, this is our Lenten season preparing for Easter. So um, I've kind of gotten a kick out of it. No, it's the little things that oftentimes open the greatest of doors for conversation, you know? This, really is, is. this is really mission land today, right, Father? Oh, my. Absolutely. Yeah, we, we don't have to go to Africa. No. We don't have to go around the world. It's right. right here in our neighborhoods. It's really what the new evangelization has become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reaching those who know of the Lord but in their hearts don't know him personally. You know, that new evangelization, everybody knows his name now in our area. They use his name, they know his name, but that doesn't mean they know his heart. And we're bringing that heart to them. 
And if we talk about that, maybe I know we have a couple minutes before we have to close. Any reflection on Lent, Father, for you and, and to give to our audience today? Because we know we're going to go to the Passion yes. and then the Resurrection. Right. Well, I, you know, going back to Father Mike Scanlon, the first thing I can mm. encourage you to do is lose it. Mm. And the next thing I can just encourage you to do is just do it. You know, mm. lose, lose the sin, lose the attachment, and just do it. Live the life of our Lord. And if you start living the life of our Lord after you've lost your own life, you're going to have the strength, you're going to have the hope, you're going to have the conviction, you're going to have the joy, and you're going to have the perseverance to survive Good Friday. And I mean that in all sincerity. For the soul, for the heart that loves Jesus, when we go into the church on Good Friday and we understand to whatever degree is possible the gravity of our sins on the Lord, it really means we have to allow his love to conquer. That's beautiful. We have to allow his love to conquer our sins so that we can persevere (laughs) and survive Good Friday and look forward to the awesome glory of Easter Sunday. You know, and when we go home, Mm -hmm. when we go home from church, when we go home from our prayer, when we go home from the world, to know that the glory of the Lord Mm. is at the center of our home, radiating, Mm. shining, spreading from his heart into our own. And even radiating, but we know when we're going to have family issues. Oh, yeah. But without Jesus, how do you solve those issues? That's an awesome question. I mean, it might take a year, two years, or three years with Jesus. If if, that. If that. Yeah. And they might just for the entire, for your entire life. So I think for all those listening, there are so many advantages. It's not about just hanging a picture. It's about truly transforming your home into another Bethany. Go ahead, Father. Why wouldn't you? Exactly. And I think, you know, looking ahead, we're kind of, you know, we, this whole month of March, we've got the all of Lent, you know, um, and there's going to be a variety of opportunities to grow in prayer and especially in Holy Week, you know, make use of the churches that have confessions offered for multiple hours, like St. Patrick's and in the evening on Good Friday, Holy Family. And make sure you go to your church for the Holy mm-hmm. Thursday, Mass of the Lord's Supper, uh, the Good Friday experience of, you know, the Liturgy of the Word and the Passion. Um, live these events and make use of the opportunities you hear advertised on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, found in the Catholic Times, look at the websites, invest a little, lose a lot, and just do it. Great advice, Father. And I know as we close, we, we do want to mention that we started off first Friday and um, get to Mass. And if this doesn't work today, start April and you'll end up in Advent in December. Just think April to December is a great way to think about it. I'm going to make every first Friday. Why? Because Jesus says you will be blessed by doing that. And we have to be also understanding that by doing it, we're praying for those that are not honoring Jesus. Absolutely. Entrusting all of these thoughts and all of our prayers and intentions to the Lord, let's bring a close this uh, hour of the Sacred Heart. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of our family, of ourselves, to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In thee we have full and entire confidence. May thy Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings, share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. Amen. Amen. Amen.